0: Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to a special Christmas edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill, and I'm sitting here with my good friend, Grace Guard Dog, Steve. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas to all.
1: I boldly say, Merry Christmas. Scholar Steve can answer a lot of questions that we've got from the Guardians of Grace Facebook page. and
0: Maybe Bible nerd Steve, but... (laughs) Scholar, Scholar Steve would be stretching it.
1: Let's just test Steve. Yes. Was Jesus really born on December 25th? I don't know. <laughs> Were there really three wise men at the manger scene, or did they show up later? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's our answer. Yes. We, we don't get bogged down on the details yes. at Guardians if, of Grace. If
0: there is isn't a scripture that says it, I don't know it. Then it doesn't need to be answered. Exactly. I only know what the Bible say. You come up with a thought that's arguing in silence. It's, it's, it's not me. I don't know those arguments. I only know what correlates with a scripture that comes to mind when you're asking the question. If no scripture comes to mind, then I'm going to tell you I'm blank.
1: But we do know know this, that our Savior was born in Bethlehem.
0: In a manger.
1: In a manger. And seven days later, he was at the temple presented at the temple for his purification and was circumcised And was circumcised according to the law and an amazing thing happened at the temple that day okay i'm gonna just read it from luke 2 right out of the bible luke chapter 2 verse 21 when the eight days were completed for his circumcision he was named jesus yeshua uh, Which means salvation.
0: (laughs) Savior. Savior. Savior.
1: The name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of their purification, that was for Mary, it was seven days or 14 days, depending on the male or female birth. I think that's how it was.
0: I did not know that.
1: And spend a lot of time in Leviticus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so when the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were finished, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Verse 25, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death, Before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27. Guided by the spirit. Simeon entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus. To perform for him what is customary under the law. Simeon took him up in his arms. praised God and said now master. You can dismiss your servant in peace. As you proclaim promise for my eyes have seen your salvation you have prepared it in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel his father and mother were amazed at what was being said about Jesus then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary indeed this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed and a sword will pierce your own soul and the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and then another person enters
0: now what did Simeon's
1: uh, name mean? Simeon his name means to hear And he was named after Leah. Remember when Israel had the two wives, Leah and... The man Israel had the two wives. Yeah, the man Israel. Rachel and Leah. It was actually Jacob at that time, anyway. Oh, Jacob had two wives. Yeah, I think he was still Jacob. He had the two wives, Leah, the older, and Rachel, the... Apparently prettier one. And Leah had prayed because she wasn't having wasn't conceiving. Wasn't
0: it Rachel who was barren and Leah was fruitful?
1: Yeah, actually that's that's true. I guess you could describe the scene. It was it was a birthing battle royal. They were concubines brought in, maids brought in, and I can't have a child, so I'll get the the maid to have some children for me. And so it was going back and forth. And I guess at this point, Leah felt like it was her turn to have a child. And she prayed to God that she would have a child because she felt pretty much rejected by Jacob. And so she prayed and God gave them a child and they named him Simeon. Leah named him Simeon because it means to hear. And she said, the Lord has heard my prayer. And she gave birth to a Simeon. So this guy in the temple that meets Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus is named Simeon, which means to hear. And the interesting thing about it is he's told that he will not die until he sees the Lord's Messiah, the Savior. What's interesting is what the name Simeon, to hear in Deuteronomy 5, it says, hear, O Israel, and the law is given. In Deuteronomy 6, it's a review of the law, and it says, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. You shall love the Lord your God with what? all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, and we just went over that last week. The commandment, you shall love your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, which by the way, that was when Jesus asked what was the, someone asked him what was the greatest commandment. He actually gave him two which came from the Deuteronomy 6 you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart mind and strength and then Jesus added and you shall love your neighbor as your yourself.
0: And those were supposed to be the the two that came from the law
1: they were the two that were supposed to be the fulfillment of the law that you will love your the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and strength put nothing before him, no idols what did we find out about the Fulfillment of that commandment We never
0: could do it we, we found out just like Peter Said to Jesus You you know I phileo Love you And Jesus would say do you agape Love me and Peter would say You know I phileo love you Mankind Peter being An example of what Mankind learned Was that we can't love God enough for it to count
1: no and that's what simeon finds out he was told that he would not die till he saw the fulfillment of love the lord your god with all your heart mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself which the whole law is wrapped up into that those two statements you shall love the lord your god and with all your heart, mind, and soul, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, he was told he's going to see the fulfillment of that. Actually, he's not going to die until he sees the fulfillment of that. So it was told Israel over and over and over and over and over again that they were to love the Lord your God, their God, with all their heart, mind, and strength. Did they ever do it? Did they ever say they would do it? No, but
0: the person who was going to do it was just born. He
1: was, was just born to
0: go get circumcised,
1: and Simeon, which means "Hero Israel," are here to hear, is going to see the fulfillment of all the law and the prophets. He's given it as a promise. All
0: who believe, Christ is the end of the law. Romans ten.
1: So Simeon means to hear, and he represents the law. And he's told he's going to see the fulfillment of the law, right? Guess who shows up next? There was also, this is verse 36, which comes after verse 35, which we just left up on Simeon. It says in Luke 2:36, there was also a prophetess, Anna. A daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years, and her after her marriage, and was a widow for eighty-four years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about Him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. To be bought back out of slavery was what she was waiting for. And
0: what was her name?
1: Her name was Anna, but her Hebrew name is Hannah. And Hannah is our word for grace. Her so, name was Grace. Her name was Grace. So Simeon represented the law. And he was told he was going to see the fulfillment of the law, that we would be able to love the Lord your God with all of our heart, mind, and strength, and we would be able to love our neighbor as our s- strength, which goes back to the our last week's podcast about the Entelios.
0: And then he saw the fulfillment of the law
1: when he saw the baby Jesus. He saw the fulfillment of the law and he heard from a woman named Grace. So law would be replaced by Grace. The burden put on you people to love the lord your god with all your heart mind and strength which is the fulfillment of all the law if you do that if you love the lord your god with all your strength mind mind and strength and you love your neighbor as yourself you're not going to steal you're not going to do any of the other Every commandments, commandments. Right. right they're all fulfilled in this one word that you love paul said mm-hmm. that love is the fulfillment of all law whether it be thou shalt not steal thou shalt it is all fulfilled in this one word that you love love has no ill feelings towards its neighbor therefore love is the fulfillment of all the law so if you can love the Lord your God with all your heart mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself you're fulfilling the law And we last week we talked about how Peter said he would love Jesus with all his heart mind and strength and he didn't. He but loved.
0: Mary was holding in her arms somebody who
1: would. Was holding in her arms the one that Peter would later deny True. three times. But the one that
0: showed perfect love, agape love,
1: he was showing to Peter as Peter was denying him. And I think that's First John four seventeen that perfect love casts out
0: fear. Exactly. Because fear has to do with punishment, it goes on to say
1: in First John. And the law brought plenty of punishment for people that didn't love God with all their heart, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. But as Hannah prophesied, grace came without the punishment anymore. No punishment, only continually you being loved by God. So
0: let me get this right. What you're saying is as Mary and Joseph were bringing up their child into the temple to be circumcised on the eighth day and fulfill that one commandment, that part of the law, somebody who says his name is he hears comes and sees what he heard, what the spirit told him that he would see the person who brings salvation to the planet, that he would be the one to live that perfect life.
1: Yeah, he and was be- actually said he will not see death until he sees the consolation of Israel. Basically, he sees the fulfillment of all the law and the prophets. Yes.
0: And then, then comes Hannah or Anna and she her name means grace
1: and what does she see and say? She basically says the same thing the Apostle Paul says when he's comparing law, Simeon and grace, Anna. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. I think it says that, that she begins praising God because now is the fulfillment of the redemption of everyone that was under the law and could not keep it. they're being redeemed, bought back.
0: Everybody who was looking at Jesus was looking at the redemption of Jerusalem just like Hannah was telling them this was
1: they were listening people... to the words of Hannah, the word of grace they were listening to the word of grace and it fulfilled everything Simon Simeon, hero Israel, the law never fulfilled. And he was told he would see the fulfillment of the law and he would get to die. And she was pretty much told the same thing, that grace would be the fulfillment of the law. The word of grace, the word of Hannah, the word of Anna would be the fulfillment of the law. The word of grace.
0: So in other words, Simeon said he saw the end of the law and he saw, Christ. saw the redemption of us, the payment for the law.
1: Being redeemed from
0: the law. Yes. Yes. But yet it was at that point in time, it was a mystery. It was a secret plan of God and God. Those were the chess pieces being moved on the chessboard by God at that time. Because now that Jesus was on the planet, all the wheels were in motion for the end of the old covenant. He would live the perfect life, he would be the atonement for us all, and pay our sin debt, and make us all clean and righteous in God's eyes. And then he'd go up to the third heaven, come back down, and the new covenant would be inaugurated. But all that at this point in time was a mystery. In in, in other words, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 pictures perfectly what I was going to try and speak about. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, We do not speak of the wisdom of men, but by the power of God, yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which if any of the rulers had known about, any of the rulers of this age had known about, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So when Jesus was there becoming circumcised, and the chess pieces were put, being put together, Simeon and Hannah were both people kind of being, that were, were prophesied about or, or told prophecy themselves, they were there, all the chess pieces were there now, but it was all a secret and the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms did not catch on to what was going on but Jesus was going to live the perfect Christian life and he was going to die on the cross and pay everybody's sin debt so that he could usher in the new covenant. That's why it says if they understood it they wouldn't have crucified him. The things which no eye has seen and no ear has heard and which has entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. No mind, no eye, no ear, no amount of wisdom ha- had seen what God had in store for Israel. None of them knew what he was putting together, the package that he was putting together. No idea. No idea. Clueless, thank God. Thank God he kept it a mystery and pulled it off.
1: But he did pull off. And it's written down for us in this story. That's so cool. Yeah. he On Christmas
0: day, set the wheels in motion to pull off the literally the inauguration of the new covenant that we live they lived for two thousand years under this old covenant and never could handle their end of the bargain and god said hey you can't do it is it, now you believe that you can't do it because like in jeremiah it, it said i'm fixing the fashion calamity against you if you don't repent and in jeremiah's Jeremiah 719 they say it's hopeless because we'll all do what our evil hearts want us to do. They knew that they could not obey the law anymore. So it was time for this new covenant, and here comes the birth of the blessed, sacred baby who's going to make everything right. Gee, this is God's gift to the world. Jesus. Christmas. It's all about Christmas because God put the baby here on earth and disguised his mission, even though it was all prophesied about. He disguised the mission that the gift that God gave us was going to pull off. The gift that God gave us was Jesus and he had a mission to do and he was going to do and pull off that mission and he was going to change the covenants to the covenant where he does everything through us and we don't have that burden anymore that's why he said take my yoke upon you because my yoke is life and i will give you rest rest from the burden of trying to live the perfect christian life we no longer have that burden the man inside of us has that burden because he changed the two contracts and he has that burden and carries it out for us when he manifests through us, when he's doing something that God wants him to do.
1: And it's, it's so cool that it's, it's just right there hidden from everyone's sight in Luke chapter 2. Even though Simeon was told he was going to see the fulfillment of the law, I don't think he understood, but he he knew the prophecy that he was going to. And he said, I I can go in peace. It was fulfilled. And he didn't understand Hannah being the fulfillment of the law or the way the law was going to be fulfilled by grace. He didn't understand that. She didn't understand that. It says Joseph and Mary pretty much says they didn't really understand it, but they were in awe. All the things being said was amazing, and what you just said—that no eye had seen, no ear had heard—it hadn't entered into the heart of anyone how God was going to fulfill this. Yes. So for all those years, they're trying to keep the law; they're they're trying to obey Simeon, hero Israel, right? And they they fail and they fail and they fail and they fail and they can't do it and. The answer to it is Anna. Huh? Hannah. Grace. The grace of God will be the fulfillment of the old covenant. It will be filled in us and through us by Jesus, who was <laughs> right there, the baby Jesus being presented in the temple, the body of Christ, as the fulfillment of the law. Paul says something else in. I think it's Romans 10 when he's talking about when the law was given, Moses said, there you have the law. Do not say who will go to up the mountain to bring the law down or who will cross the sea that is to bring the the law back to us. But the word of the law is near you in front of you and you've heard it and it's for you to obey, right? But he says the word of grace, the word of Hanad, does not speak like this in Romans 10. It says, do not say who will ascend to heaven. That is not to bring the law down, but to bring the fulfillment of the law. It says, do not say who will ascend to heaven. That is to bring Christ down or who will ascend into the grave or the Sheol. I think it might say. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But the word is the word we are proclaiming is near you in your mouth. The word of faith and reliance on the grace of God is near you for you to obey. So Paul actually takes Moses words about don't say who will give you who will bring us the law. We don't have the law. How are we supposed to keep it? He said, don't say that. You have the law in front of you right now. Don't say we don't have it. It's for you to obey. And they never did. They couldn't. But he said, the new covenant doesn't speak like that. It doesn't say, I can't say, I I don't know the rule. I don't say, well, who will bring Christ to me? Because Christ is in us he's the in as we did last week forgot to do a review of last week's podcast but go back last week and, and listen it's all about the fulfillment of the law is that enteleos word that's inside of you christ inside of you in his finished work is allowing you to do what the law said remember it said hear o israel simeon o israel You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we couldn't do it. So the fulfillment of the law is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Who can do it. Who can do it. And the avoidance of failure.
0: And that's why, and I hate to maybe burst a bubble or anything, but I think I'm going to burst one. The, the rest of that passage in Romans 10 was saying that if you believe in your heart and confess in your mouth yes. that Jesus is the Lord, then you will be saved. But in context, it's saved from embarrassment. Yes, it is. Not saved from hell. It's saved from embarrassment. If you, They, they put chapter 10 in a bad spot. It should have been put before the last three or four verses of chapter 9, but if you realize chapter 9 is talking about that they they stumbled and they didn't attain righteousness, and the ones who were not Christians attained the righteousness, the ones who were not under the law attained the righteousness. We're talking about day-to-day righteousness. We're not talking about going to heaven. We're talking about just doing the Christian life, or in their case, doing the Hebrew life right. Right here on planet Earth. Yes. And if you confess him as the source of doing things right, you won't be shamed. It says that like four times. You won't be put to shame. You won't be put to shame. And it says in that mix of words that Christ is the end of the law for those who believe in him. Right there in the middle of saying if you confess the name of Christ, it says he is the end of the law and you're supposed to confess his name as doing all those righteous deeds you see yourself doing. Well, you're confessing that he's the one doing them and you won't be put to shame. You, Meaning you'll live a better Christian life than you are. Your behavior will become better if you depend on Christ in you, the hope of glory to live this Christian life. And that's why there's a baby born in a manger and why we celebrate Christmas because he came down to earth with a mission to literally end the old covenant way of living under the law in human performance and usher in the new covenant way of living, which is a way of life in Christ's power to live the Christian life that Paul taught everywhere in every church. That was the stage that had just been made for the ushering in of the new covenant you saw it with Simeon and Hannah both were seeing it they knew what was happening there that we were receiving the gift that would save the world Jesus birth in a manger was the biggest gift that the world has ever received or that the world is ever going to receive because he's the source of let me say properness, of doing everything properly. He can put the whole world back together again where everybody's doing everything properly instead of improperly. And the world comes back together and blossoms like the world could because the way man is doing it is really improper because... I'm telling you, this world is about to fall apart. It's just not acting right anymore, and we should look at the warning signs. The planet is is sick.
1: (laughs) It is. We'll end on a good note, but there's a problem out there. Yeah. But we've got the solution. Our Jesus is here, and we just want to wish everyone... Merry Christmas, and uh, hope you enjoyed that story, and I'll let Guard Dog Steve close us out in, in prayer.
0: Father God, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas yes, to you, you, Father. Thank you for that indescribably great gift that you gave us in your son who is going to grow up and end the old covenant and begin a new way of life that we as Christians could live a much more effortless way of life, a life where we give you the credit for what you do through us, a covenant where we give you the credit for what you do through us, and it stores up treasures in heaven for us. You were the treasure that was given to us when you came down in a manger and when you came down on the day of Pentecost. You were the treasure that came back down on the day of Pentecost. You were the pearl of great price. Your Holy Spirit in us is more valuable than anything on the planet and feeling your self working through us is the greatest experience we could have so we thank you for what you did because it was tremendous doesn't even begin to describe what you have done for us when you brought back your Holy Spirit to live inside of us there are no words that can describe it father so I I ask you to picture an indescribable picture in each and every guard dog that listens to this podcast. Allow them to see what the scriptures say. Give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind that understands, Father, and bless them with that continuously. In your son's name I pray,
1: amen. Amen. Thank you, guys, and have a Merry Christmas.
0: Have a Merry, Merry Christmas. Keep Christ in Christmas. Keep Christ in, in you as well. Goodbye. God bless.